0: maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts whether it's through audible or spotify or apple Podcasts. you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org that's calvarydivine.org today we'll be looking at the last week of the earthly ministry of jesus christ during passion week here's the second half and conclusion of this two-part study like when you open god's word are you hanging on his words Are you waiting to hear from him? And then we get into Tuesday, and and Tuesday begins the the joy of of dealing with the scribes and the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders. So Jesus has to deal with not only the attacks, but they're wanting to kill him, and they challenge him. uh, they, They challenge him on subjects like marriage, they challenge him on heaven, paying taxes to Caesar. And then they challenge him on whose authority does he have. And they're trying to trip him up every chance they get, and they can't trip him up. And when we get into the book of Mark, we'll actually go into a couple of things because you have the Olivet Discourse that happens, talking about end times. And then we'll deal with all these parables that are going to come into this. But the main thing that I want you to get from Tuesday is the seven woes from the Pharisees. Now, why is this important for us as believers? Well, it's important for us is that we shouldn't be religious. God has called us to a relationship. If we're religious, we're no different than the Pharisees and the Sadducees. When we start uh, pushing legalism and start pushing a religion on people, we're we're no different than them. It says, and you can read this in Matthew chapter 23. It says, Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes, and to his disciple, saying the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe that, uh, observe and do, but do, do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. What is the old saying that our parents say? I'm trying to remember it because I say it all the time because the, the, the left does it all the time. Do as I say, not as I do. That's what they're doing. Right? Do as I say, not as I do. For they, they bind heavy burdens hard to bear, and they lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their, uh, their fingers. But all their works they do be seen by men. They, they make their uh, phylacterines. I, I know I was going to mess that up. Phylacriturines. There it is broad and enlarge their borders of their garments. So what is that? It's a uh, it's actually a, a, a leather box that they would have hanging on their their robes with scripture. And they would have them there as as portions of their scripture or their prayer. And they warm just kind of, hey, we're 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 carrying the word of God with us. Right? And it says, And they love the best places at the feast, the best seats in the synagogues, greeting in the marketplace, and they and and to be called by men rabbi rabbi. But you do not be called rabbi for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on, on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is on heaven, and do not be called teachers for one is your teacher the Christ. Uh, But he who is the greatest among you shall be your servant. So he's showing you like Christ is a servant of all. He came to serve, not be served, right, in the book of Mark. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And then we go into the woes. He says, but woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. And so what he's saying is like you condemn people from going to heaven. Why? Because he he tells them that when he's weeping over Jerusalem, what happened? They missed it in prophecy. And he's pushing the, the scribes and the Pharisees are doing what? Pushing people away from Jesus. Away from salvation. That's the first woe. And in verse 14 it says. Woe scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites for you devour widows houses. And for a pretense make longer prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. They would figure out ways to. to steal property from the widows. And, 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 it, and call it. Religious, or they're calling it, hey, you're doing your, this for God. And they were taken from them. And that happens today. We know that, unfortunately. And they would have these long, drawn-out prayers to, to, to push for spiritual donations. That's one thing I want to make sure we get clear here. I will not teach about a tithe, not unless it's in Scripture. And we go verse by verse, chapter by chapter. So if, we, if it's in the, the verse that I'm in that week, that's the only time I'm going to teach it. And see, they were doing it because they were trying to get a reaction to get more. They were abusing it. And this is the second woe here. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, For you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. This is very important. When you're discipling someone, if you're not walking with God, stop discipling them. Because you're doing exactly what the the scribes and the Pharisees were doing. You're teaching them the wrong way. Because you're not living that way. It says it's sad because you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourself. So if you're not walking with God, don't pull somebody next to you to try to... Let me teach you how to walk with God. Because you're not doing it. Don't do it. Woe to you blind guides who who say whoever swears by the temple it's nothing but whoever swears by the gold of the temple he is obliged to perform it fools and blind for which is greater the gold or the temple and the, that sanctifies the gold and whoever swears by the altar it is nothing but whoever swears by the gift that is on it he is obliged to perform it fools and, and blind for whichever is greater the gift of the altar that sanctifies the gift therefore he who swears by the altar swears by it And by all things, he who swears by the temple swears by it, and by him, him dwells in in it, and he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God, and by him who sits on it. So the third woe actually deals with them calling, he calls them blind guides and blind fools. Why? Because they were nitpicking over oaths over what was binding and what was not binding. If you make an oath to God, (laughs) you made an oath to God. It's binding. They were finding ways to get out of it. So they didn't have to do it. And in verse 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe on mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done, for, uh, done without leaving the others undone, blind guides who strain out and gnat, and swallow a camel. He's talking about them tithing, and he's like, they were so meticulous on making sure that it was a tenth of the mint, that it was a tenth of the anise, and a tenth of the cumin, but they were neglecting the word of God. They were neglecting God's word. And that's what he's trying to get them. You're, you're focused on this trivial stuff, and you're neglecting your relationship with God and that's what sometimes religious people do they can be religious when they need to be but then you see them later on and you go why are you at the bar bro right what's going on but they can man when they see you at Walmart praise God brother it's like come on you gotta be. Don't neglect God's word. We we get meticulous on things. I love Micah six eight. This is one. We, we had a, a a pastor that taught us in um, at Liberty University that taught this verse. The whole the whole book was on Micah six eight about what it is to be a pastor. And it, it says, "He who has shown you, old man, what is good." And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Do justly. Do the right thing. To love mercy. It means to love and, and grant mercy when mercy's not. not, you go, man, you, I shouldn't be granting mercy on this. But you grant it out of love. And you walk humbly with God, and you can only do that with the Holy Spirit. That's why God has gifted you with that. If you're unsaved, that's then it, it. Doesn't work. You just you just won't do it. Verse twenty-five says, "Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cleanse the ho- the outside of the cup." And the dish, but the inside, they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish that the outside of them may be cleansed also. Jesus, you have to remember, this is Jesus' last public preaching. Is this, on religion, on the scribes and the Pharisees. He's he's like, everything you're doing on the outside looks clean, but on the inside is filthy. Filthy. Full of greed and self-indulgence. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead man bones and uncleanliness. Even so, you are outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. A whitewashed tomb. But you're full of things. You're unclean. Hypocrisy and wickedness. They appear to obey God, but their hearts are so far from Him. In Isaiah 29:13, it says, Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouths, and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and they fear towards me as taught by the commandment of men. Their hearts have been removed from me. What are you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites? Because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we not have been partakers with them in the blood of prophets. Therefore, you are witnesses against yourselves that you are the sons of of uh, of those who are murderers of the prophets what he's saying here is he's saying look just like he's they're going to do with jesus you kill the prophets you you're going to kill the messiah you're going to make monuments of them and then you're going to go act like you you care and go pray to them. and he's like don't do it it's arrogant you plotted their murder And then finally, you see here in verse 32, it says, Fill up the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? <laughs> Jesus didn't hold back. He wasn't playing around, he was trying to wake them up. There was still an opportunity because remember, you have, you have two of the, the men, uh, Joseph. And Nicodemus, that ended up coming to no faith. They were part of this group. That's why he was trying to be so bold to them and say, look, man, y'all got to get this because you're missing it. And your your ticket is a one-way ticket to hell. You're missing it. On Wednesday, apparently that was mostly a day of rest, but we know that uh, that's when Jesus was anointed uh, with the alabaster flask. That's in Matthew chapter 26, verses 6 through 16. I gotta get moving here. We're gonna, and then you also had the betrayal of Judas that was set up on Wednesday. That's also in Matthew Matthew chapter 26, verse 14. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and said, "What are you willing to give?" deliver him to you and they counted out 30 pieces of silver so from that they, they he sought the opportunity to betray him one thing to remember 30 pieces of silver would have been how much they paid for what a slave that's how much you would have paid for a slave 30 pieces of silver in John 12 verses 4 through 8 it says one of his disciples Judas Iscariot Simon's Simon's son who would uh, betray him said why was this fragrance so as she is uh, Anointing Jesus for what's going to happen on the on the cross With the oil he says why was this uh, fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor This he said not that he cared for the poor but because he was a thief Let me tell you something when somebody is not walking with God they will reveal themselves to you they'll let you know stuff will start they'll you know they start acting the way they normally act and it happens i mean and 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 Jesus knew Judas was always going to betray him he always knew that the disciples didn't remember even at the, as they have in the last supper they're like who is it that's going to Portray. they're all trying to figure that out so thursday was the preparation for the passover so they had the last supper that was also when uh, jesus washed the feet of the of the disciples and that's very important for us too and and one of the things you have to remember is what does jesus do and at the supper being being ended this is in john chapter 13 in verse three, and at the supper being in the, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The devil, still kill and destroy. And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands, and that He had come from God, uh, was uh, was going uh, was going to God. Rose from the supper and laid aside His garments and took a towel and girded Himself. And so now He's going to begin to wash the feet of the disciples, but Peter, being Peter, then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, why are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I'm doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. And Peter said to him, You'll never wash my feet. This is the same Peter. This is why I love Jesus. This is the same Peter that sins and denies Christ three times the same Peter that says you'll never wash my feet the same Peter that falls asleep when he was supposed to be praying and yet Jesus loves him he knows you're going to fall he knows you're going to stumble but he loves you I always tell people man when it's like we're, we're we're moving towards holiness we're we're not we're not perfectionists. we're not sinless that was Jesus you're going to make mistakes. That's why you keep a short sin list. If you, if you mess up, you need to confess it. Repent. And Peter says, you'll never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, if, you do not wa- if I don't, do not wash you, you have no part with me. And Simon Peter said to him, and this is why I love Peter, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus is showing them that you're called to be a servant. It's a beautiful piece of scripture in John chapter thirteen, verses one through thirty. If you're ever wanting to know what it means to disciple somebody, read those verses. And remember he's washing whose feet? Judas Iscariot. The enemy. That's, that's one to wrap your head around when you think about it. We also know this is where communion comes during the Last Supper in Matthew chapter 26, verses 30, as, as he's breaking bread. And this is why we have communion. And it's, it's, communion is one of the things I love about communion: it's, it's a reminder to us of what Jesus Christ has done for each one of us. That he saved you, that he loved you. It's a, a opportunity for us to 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 not only deal with our stuff for that month that's why we do communion we'll be doing communion sunday and and the reason why we do that is an opportunity for us to 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 pray and get get with God and to thank him for saving us but also to deal with our stuff that's why we do it every month it's a reminder that that God wants to hear from you so what you you pray so you don't enter into what? Temptation. You take communion to remember what Christ did for you on the cross. And then we deal with the, uh, this is where the, the Olivet Discourse begins. And, and we'll get into all that when we get into the book of Mark. We also have the prayer in and, and, uh, Gethsemane. The Garden of Gethsemane. And then we have the betrayal and the arrest that happens as well. And then you also have where Peter decides. This is another thing Peter did. He cut off Malchus's ear with a little knife. He said sword. But it was a little knife. Probably a fishing knife. And Jesus puts the ear. And then we get into Friday. And Friday is a very busy day. Because you have, you have five trials that happen. And it's funny because they broke the law just to have the trial. The Jews broke the law to have the trial. They went against what they do just so they could have the trial done. And not only did they do that, but you have have on Friday, you have Peter's denial. You have the trial where Jesus goes before Caiaphas. And then Peter's second denial happens. And then you also have the trial before the Sanhedrin. You have Peter's third denial when the rooster crows. And then you have uh, the trial before Pilate. And Pilate finds him not guilty. He can't find anything to, to try him on. And so he sends him to Herod. Herod can't find anything. So they send him back to Pilate. Judas Iscariot commits suicide. That's the difference between... If anybody ever asks you the difference between condemnation and conviction... Condemnation is what Judas, he killed himself. Conviction is Peter. You know, that's the the two parallels that happen there. And then you have uh, Pilate declares Jesus innocent. And then Pilate is not wanting to, to do this, but Pilate is like, It's a normal tradition for us to, to, to release somebody. And he brings out the worst person, Barabbas, who committed murder. And it's like you can free Jesus or you can free Barabbas. And what do they do? They pick Barabbas. And next thing you know, they're screaming out, crucify him, crucify him. And then what is Pilate? Pilate washes his hands of it. Pilate was afraid to upset the balance with the Jews and the Romans and get in trouble with the Roman Empire. And so Pilate delivers Jesus to be crucified. Now, your homework assignment, because everybody's got glassy eyes, we're going to finish up here. This is, I know when I used to teach school of ministry when everybody's like, I'm done. Check me out. I'm I'm finished. Read Matthew chapter 27. Now, Miss Elba said that It's hard for her to watch Passion of the Christ That's okay I get that Do you know they made a Lego one? Yeah There's a Lego one So if you want to watch one with your kids They have one that's Lego They also have the book of Genesis in Lego On Pure Flix You can do a week for free Uh, I should be getting a commission for this But (laughs) You can do a week for free (laughs) And check some of that stuff out They have Passion of the Christ on there, and they also have The Chosen and some other stuff. So, if you don't watch Passion of the Christ, I understand it is very, it's tough. It it brings me to tears every time I watch it. But read, if you can, at least read or listen to Matthew chapter 27. I always tell people because I know some people, like for me, I I have to listen to it first and then read it, and then I get it. It's just the way I learn. Um, and so if, if you listen to the Word of God, I'm cool with that. I just want you in the Word of God. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it.